What is up guys? This is Scott from Iron Legion. This is episode number 262 of Strong the Iron Will Way, official podcast of the Iron Legion Strength Company. This morning I posted on my Instagram and Facebook uh, a quote that I believe can be attributed to Seth Godin. Uh, and the quote was, there's great power in overcoming the fear of criticism. And I, I really loved that. I, I heard it in one of his books. It's, it's an old book, but I listened to it again recently, and it struck me uh, because there's so much truth in that. And uh, this is something that has been a challenge for me my entire life. I'd say uh, in the last maybe five years, I've gotten better at at this. But that being, we are so limited in what we can accomplish in our lives by the fear of criticism, by the fear of looking foolish, by the fear of being the new guy, the new girl, and not knowing what's going on, looking stupid, right? It, I, I think it dates back to like, I could think about school, being a kid and being nervous about walking into classroom and like, what do I look like? Where do I sit? Um, what if I don't know anything? What if the teacher calls me and I don't have the right answer? Um, I want to learn how to play a sport, but like, if I go to the basketball court and everybody else already knows how to play, I'm going to be so embarrassed because I don't know how to do anything. I can remember this viscerally from being a kid, right? Um, I see it with adults all the time. And in fact, though, I see it with my kids so much. So right now, um, my daughter's 12, my son is nine. Uh, a couple years ago, he got a skateboard and was interested a little bit, but nothing really stuck. Um, anyway, something friend of his bought a board over the other day and they started skating and uh, he's kind of gotten into it again. So my daughter, who does not do much uh, in the realm of athletics just yet, she, she is pretty coordinated, but she's just not interested. Uh, my son's much more interested in that stuff, although he also doesn't do any sports or anything right now. He's just into his fishing and his, he likes individual stuff, very not into team stuff. So my daughter's friend had a ripstick, one of these kind of new skateboards with two, uh, one wheel on each end instead of two which I didn't know when we went to buy it. So she's like, I want to get a ripstick so I can go with John and skateboard at the skate park because my friend has one and it's fun. So we go buy one and I look at this thing and I'm like, oh my God, Charlie, that's my daughter. I'm like, this is harder than a skateboard. It's got freaking two wheels, not four. You can't even skateboard. You're going to get this thing. And Charlie has had a tendency to not want to learn things because she thinks she already knows how. Right, so she does one dance class and she thinks she knows how to dance. And she says, I don't need to go anymore, I already know what I'm doing. But what's really happening, and I know this because I did this as a kid and I've done this as an adult, is she's saying it was kind of embarrassing being there and not knowing what I'm doing. Having the teacher show me stuff that I couldn't do did not feel good. I did not like that, so I don't want to go back. I want to avoid that uncomfortable feeling of being the new girl that doesn't know anything. Okay. Now, what we know is the longer we put this off, right, the farther out we are. Like, we're going to be more of the new kid. So let's take every kid at eight years old decides they want to play Little League, right? I'm making stuff up here, but you stay with me. So your kid missed by a year. So everybody else started at eight. He starts at nine. So he's self-conscious. He's embarrassed because, oh, my God, everybody already knows how to play. I don't know how to play. I don't know how to catch, blah, blah, blah. I don't have a cool glove. Well... If we don't start him at 9, he wants to start at 10, it's going to be worse. 
Everyone's going to have a two-year head start. At 11, three, you get the idea. This happens all the time for us. I can't tell you how many people would... There, there's a, there's, a, there's an, a, a joke or an expression saying that uh, fighting, the ability to fight, is the one thing that most men seriously miscalculate. Meaning, almost every guy thinks he has the ability to defend himself in a fight. The majority do not. Because fighting, like any other sport, if you want to call it a sport, it's not a sport, but it can be used as a sport. Fighting needs to be practiced. You you are not just good at boxing from watching it or from thinking that if ever if shit ever went down, I'd be good. No, you're not going to be good because you never you never practiced it. How, how do you expect to be good at fighting people if you don't fight? Okay, so you go into the ring with someone who is a martial arts practitioner who quote unquote fights daily in their training, you you have zero, zero chance, okay? If you never played soccer, but think you're athletic and you think you're going to go up against a guy that's been practicing soccer for nine years, you will not beat that person, ever, okay? Th- this is what's happening, is we, we want to be that awesome soccer player. We want to be able to know how to defend ourselves. We want to be able to speak in public, right? Um, I mentioned that because that was a thing for me, like... Every, everybody knows that speaking in public is one of the biggest fears that people have, right? Well, why, why is that? I mean, it's up there with dying. Why? Because it's the fear of being embarrassed. That's it. There's no other thing to be afraid of. You, nothing's going to happen to you when you're speaking in public. You're not going to get stoned. You're not going to get killed. You're not going to get hurt physically. Literally, the only thing that could happen is that you could be embarrassed because you forgot what you were saying, because you, what you're saying sucked, because... Um, people didn't agree with you like whatever it's all psychological it's just people not being happy with you and you being embarrassed that is the fear that is so high that's close to the fear of death well I had that fear big time Uh, I can remember choosing college classes based on whether there was a speaking component or not. So if I found out there was a lot of presentations in the class, I would avoid it because I did not want to get up there and put myself out there. I I was insecure in my abilities and um, didn't want to be in that vulnerable position, right? Didn't want to put myself out there. Didn't want to risk the embarrassment. I would go to these workshops for training, actually, in my 20s, and I would see awesome speakers, right? So one of my favorite speakers right now is a guy named Eric Thomas. I'd go see a guy named Paul Check who would present at um, the, our training workshops. Eric Thomas is just a motivational speaker. I've been listening to Tony Robbins since I was 21 years old. I would go see these guys or I'll watch videos of these guys and I I just want to be up there, right? I'm sitting in the workshop looking at Paul Check on stage going, man, I just hope when I'm older I'll have the kind of knowledge that 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 I could share with people. I'll be. I'll have things to say that people would want to hear. Uh, I want to be up there, right? I go see Juan Carlos Santana, great presenter, full of energy, just dynamic guy. Martin Rooney, and I watch these guys and go, man, I get a rush watching them. Like, what must that feel like to to command a room like that? But at the same time, I'm terrified of doing it. So I'm convincing myself that I don't want to do it. But I, in my gut, I'm looking at these people going, man, I want to be up there. And I don't know if everybody feels like that. I'm sure they don't. But I did. But I never wanted to do it, if that makes any sense, right? I wanted to be there, but I didn't want to, but I didn't want to put myself out there. I wanted to somehow do that safely. 
right? How can I speak with a guarantee that I'm not going to screw up? How can I speak with a guarantee that everybody's going to like me? How, how can I speak with a guarantee I'm going to be great at it? Well, you fucking can't. You can't. You can't do it without risk. So what does that mean? It means you have to start learning how to speak in front of people. So one option would be to go take a speaking course. Well, that's terrifying, right? Because you have to get up in front of people. Well, but that's your goal. Your goal is to speak in front of people. The way to get there is to practice being in front of people. But you're going to be in a course with 10 people who are all trying to be better speakers, right? So there's nothing to be embarrassed about, but we are, we are. Now, I'm saying this, I never took a course. I got thrown into it because I, my whole life as a personal trainer, in my 20s, uh, I avoided that because I never was in a position that I had to, or I never accepted opportunities to do that. So I never took the opportunity to speak in front of all the trainers when I worked for Crunch in New York City, and there was like, you know, 300 trainers. Uh, I never... I never took the opportunity when they asked me, hey, would you want to get in front of anybody and talk about this? No, no, no. Um, and I just thought, I'm going to try to get to this level of success where I don't have to do that anymore. Right? I don't want to have to put myself out there. I don't want to have to walk the training floor to get new clients. I just want to be established and be and have everything be like safe. Right, because we, we, we live to like avoid this fear of having to go out and walk. For me, it was like walking the floor and getting clients. Um, well, then we moved to Florida, and I had no clients, and I had to go meet people again. I had to start from the bottom. I talked about this in the last episode, and here I go again. All the things I thought I was done doing, I have to start doing again. Right? Well, my business partner, being a smart guy, is like, dude, we need exposure to build our business. I'm gonna I'm gonna hook you up at the private schools in the area they put on these like lunch and learn type deals you'll go in and you'll educate the parents and maybe the kids on healthy eating on exercise on pick you know pick the topic you know he set me up with runners groups to talk about strength training dude i don't run i don't know anything about running but i wasn't going to i wasn't going to show this guy that i was embarrassed he he thought i was fearless i was not going to let him down and tell him hey man i'm afraid to speak in front of people right like i had this persona that that he bought into that i was the man that i was going to run this this business with fearlessly so i had to do it so i said yeah man sign me up so i just i had to do it i didn't have a choice i couldn't turn back i couldn't chicken out there was no one else that could do it and i was terrified and I practiced, and I practiced, and I watched Eric Thomas, and I watched Juan Carlos Santana, I watched Paul Check, and I practiced, and I tried to learn how to speak like them. I read about how to create a presentation. I tried to figure out what am I going to talk to runners about when I don't know a lot about running. And I found little things that I said, you know what, I'm not confident about 99% of running, but I'm confident about how to get someone stronger and how that can benefit a runner. So I'm going to talk about that. And anything they ask me outside of that, I'm going to be comfortable enough to say I don't really know because that's not my that's not my jam. I'm not here as a running expert. I'm here as a strength training expert. So I just got thrown into it and had to start doing it. And I was nervous and I was afraid I was going to get humiliated and people weren't going to like me. People were going to laugh at me. And the good news is in this situation, it didn't happen. All of them went pretty good. And I think in real life, that's actually what happens. That You think you're going to go into freaking karate class and get humiliated. Or you're going to go to the gym for the first time. And because you're out of shape and overweight, everyone's going to point at you and make fun of you and laugh at you. But they don't. They really don't. Nobody even gives a shit. Everybody that went to see me speak thought I did this all the time. Because that's my job. And that's kind of how I played it. So I only got good at public speaking by doing it. 
by by being willing to get out there and do something that I didn't think I was good at and taking a chance. And every single time I did it, I got a little bit better. And then I got to the point where it was assumed that I was actually good at this. And I started getting some feedback that I was pretty good at this. Now, every time it gets to a bigger scale, I'm still a little hesitant, right? I'm still uh, apprehensive, let's call it. I'm not nervous. I'm excited. I'm apprehensive. I want to do a good job. I'm, I'm always aware that I might suck. I'm always aware that I might forget what I'm saying. I'm always aware, aware that somebody might not agree with me. But I feel so uh, energized by doing it. 99% of the reason I love doing it is because it was something that was such a big fear for me. So as just an example of I see people all the time on uh, in the powerlifting world, right, who want to get better at powerlifting. They'll, they'll go and they'll see somebody at a high level, but yet they're hesitant to post their videos to, to, to their coach's page because they don't want to open themselves up to the criticism, right? And this was me big time, guys. When I, again, this powerlifting thing is fairly new to me. I've only been do, doing it and following it for about three years. Um, prior to that, I've been lifting my whole life, did bodybuilding and strength training, but never lifting as it, as it relates to powerlifting, which is a bit different. So when I first um, started working with Greg Panora, my, my powerlifting coach, um, he had a, a Facebook page where all the guys on his team post up their videos and everybody just comments and Greg himself or the other guys who are very knowledgeable will comment on what needs to be fixed, what need, what can be and should be done better. Well, this was a very awkward situation for me because I had put myself in a position over the past 20 years where I'm the expert. I'm the one telling everybody what's good or not good, what to improve. So now how can I put myself out there for criticism? I'm supposed to know everything, right? I'm supposed to be the expert. How do I even... How do I even ask for help from anybody? It was hard for me to even ask Greg to come teach us techniques because, uh, again, my ego and my idea of what my reputation is is that I'm supposed to know everything. So I got to put my ego aside and say, hey, can you come work with me and my coaches on some stuff? You know, but I realize this is a world champion lifter, right? Uh, I might know a lot, but I guarantee there's something I can learn from this guy. And what I really learned from the experience was more about... I learned a lot from Greg and I learned a lot from a shit ton from being on his page and finally putting my videos up there and, and taking feedback and actually being okay with, hey, I don't do everything perfectly, right? And I'm, I'm not going to, if I live in my little world, my head, that I do everything right, and I'm the big fish in a small pond in my gym where everybody looks up to me and everything that I say is, is, is legit. What if I put myself on his page where I am literally the small fish in the big pond, right? I'm, I'm, I'm by far, I'm, I'm one of the weakest guys on the page, right? Um, I, I've got to get my technique for powerlifting improved on all the lifts, right? There's a lot of stuff I don't know. So if I just want to live in my bubble and think I know everything, I'm never going to improve. If I'm willing to admit, hey guys, I'm not sure about this. I don't know if I'm doing this right. Can you guys help me on this? That is really uncomfortable at first. At first, every time I posted a video, it was like painful for me to sit and wait for the comments to come in, right? Because I felt like almost embarrassed that I need that I was even putting myself out there to get feedback. Because shouldn't I not need it? Shouldn't I already be beyond this? And then the comments would come in, and I would I would I would have a knot in my stomach looking at them. So I'm like, oh my god, these people are gonna think like this guy owns a gym and 
he's he's a coach and doesn't even know how to do this right or that right. But that but also that didn't happen. I got feedback to help me be better. Um, I'm I'm such a better lifter than I was three years ago because I'm finally listening to other people instead of trying to figure it out on my own, right? And and trying to figure it out on my own is something that for my most of my life I thought was a good thing. And there's definitely some benefits to it. You know, I read a lot, I learned a lot, but I realize now as an adult, most of the reason I learned on my own is because I was afraid to put myself out there. I was afraid to be in a position where I wasn't the expert where I didn't already know. Even when I knew nothing, I was so uncomfortable being the new guy that doesn't know anything, whether it was martial arts, sports, uh, business, school, in every position, I always wanted to be the one that knows. So to be in a position where I don't know and I'm the student was so uncomfortable for me and so hard that I never fucking did it. So I never got better at at, at so many different things because I was too stubborn and too self-conscious and too afraid to look stupid. Um, You have to understand, if you want to get better at something, you're going to hire a coach, you're going to hire a trainer, you're going to join a team. The whole point you're doing that is because you don't know everything. So you have to be okay with learning and and looking silly. And and it's not even silly because nobody else thinks it's silly but you. If you're the new person at the gym and you don't know how to use a machine, you don't know how to use certain exercises, that's to be expected. People aren't going to laugh at you. People aren't going to make fun of you. People are actually going to try to help you. And especially if you hire somebody or ask somebody for help that's what we do there's nothing more that I enjoy than helping somebody who doesn't know right teaching somebody who doesn't know so I'm trying to get better at being vulnerable saying I don't know when and I, now for me it's kind of a business thing right when it comes to certain areas of the business that I'm trying to get better at uh, I'm not an expert I'm not an expert in a lot of things that I do um, but I'm trying to get better at acknowledging that and being okay with that being comfortable with that and asking people for help seeking out people that know more than me and put myself in their hands being vulnerable and learning and getting better because if we're not willing to look silly and be the new guy we're never going to get better and if your point is to get better at anything the sooner you can acknowledge that and own up to it the better have a good day you guys